everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Casual Master Quest. This is going to be episode 59. Today is going to be July 22nd. I'm going to be your host today, Tyler Finito, aka Two Times Tyler. But don't you worry, I am partnered by my awesome co-host Nick, aka LR11. Who's that, Nick? What happened? Tell me the story. Who um, nobody heard me. Um, I've just l been looking for a cleaner name for a while, um, at least for like socials. And uh, usually, uh, a majority of my friends usually just call me LR uh, from the LR Warrior. I really like the number 11, and I felt like the warrior part was a little too aggro, a little too, you know, macho for my liking. Really? You, yeah. Nick, uh, you never saw yourself as, like, the warrior type nowadays? No, like, listen, I'm I'm, I'm a salty rager. I get, I'm a little bit toxic sometimes, but I'm not, I'm not, like, an aggressive person usually. Not even, like, IRL. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a softy for the most part. Um, online, it's something else. It is. I agree. But I, 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 I am I a softy. I cannot defend you if you said otherwise. Um, and I, again, like, I just really like 11. I like the LR, so I just kept them. Um, yeah. I know the LR part. Yeah. But why 11? Is there just, uh, a fancy reason why you liked 11? No, I just, I just really like the number. It's like, it's nice. It's just like, it's, you know, it's simple. Like, you can do so many, so much with that. It's just nice. It's just a number. I just like it. Hmm. I'm kind of like that with the number 13. Back when I was in the uh, swimming team, we would have these fancy, uh, I don't know what you'd want to call them, but they're kind of like, uh, imagine the Organization 13 robes that you get in Kingdom Hearts kind of thing, where it was uh, plush on the outside, but it was furry on the inside. Right. So whenever we were out of the pool and we tried to keep our stores warm, we'd wear these things and they were numbered. And I end up getting number 13 and people on the team are like, ah, that's unlucky. You're going to have bad luck. And I sought out to prove him wrong. And so when I started winning my races, and then I threw on number 13, I was like, maybe 13 is my lucky number. And so I have such a fascination with the number 13, despite, you know, people associating it with, you know, the bad naughty right. number. And uh, even to this day, in fact, uh, <laughs> if I could be 13 times Tyler, oh, I mean, I kind of sound like Xehanort from the Kingdom Hearts 3 thing, but uh, I... Honestly, I don't know why I called myself... Well, I know what I called myself two times, Tyler. I know. But that's my secret. That's right. DLC for another time. Nick, how's your week been like, man? It's been... It's been a, it's been a rough week, Tyler. I'm gonna be honest. It's been... There's been so much going on. So much work to do. So many governments jerking me around. It's... It's not been a great week. Um... I'm applying for my uh, British visa. For my... For a two-year visit visa. Because my sister is gonna be studying in London. Um, so let me explain the process, um, at least for, for Canada. And this is, uh, I, was I, say, I have never gotten a passport before, so please explain. Um, and this is the same process that my dad had to go through. So basically the, uh, the British government has outsourced their, um, visa processing, like document collection processing to a, uh, company. Um, 
like the 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 British embassies, they'll, they'll still make the decision. This company will, you know, charge you the money. They'll collect all your uh, information, all your documents, make sure everything's in order, take your biometrics, send it to uh, the British embassy, uh, your local British embassy. They'll process it, may come up with a decision, either give you the visa, not give you the visa, and then send it back to you, right? Hmm. Um, so for the so you have to start an application on one of two different websites and then from from the application you go to the company's website and then you make an appointment and then you go to the appointment submit your documents they'll take your fingerprints and then you give them the passport and they'll send it back to you in 2 to 3 weeks the application fee for the first part starting the application was 80 US dollars wow jesus okay uh a 2 year visa for a standard processing time, which is 10 to 15 business days, is 469 US dollars. Jesus Christ. I, I'm sorry for any Christian listeners, but holy shit. Priority, priority, meaning that you'll get a decision within a week, is $860. Please tell me you didn't get priority. Absolute priority, uh, like uh, like top tier, like platinum grade priority, where you get a decision within 24 yeah, hours, they give you a it's $1,500. Good lord. Holy shit. I got regular processing, standard processing time for a two-year visa. Right? So, so far, we've got 80 bucks for the visa application fee. Um, 470 bucks for the actual visa. Uh, like, the, the fee for that visa. And then for to book an appointment, um, fortunately, they didn't charge me for that. Thank and then god. I, Holy I shit. I go there, submit my documents, and... I can't take my laptop in with me. So I have to check it in at, the, at security, and that's $7. <laughs> and then I go in. And then, so th their website is so shit that it wouldn't let me upload two documents at once. So I had to upload one of my documents. Uh, like, I could take physical or digital, but I had to upload at least one thing. I uploaded that, and I was trying to upload my uh, bank statements, because there was like 40 pages, and I'm not printing 40 pages. Um... But then it didn't let me upload the bank statements properly. And so I had to print the receipt and that to take that receipt so I could get in. But then when I went there and I showed them the receipt, they're like, okay, how many documents do you have on the thing? And I'm like, I have two documents on the thing. They're like, well, it only shows the one document. If you, we cannot take this because you have two documents on the website and this receipt doesn't say you have two documents. So you have to come back with it. And I was at the embassy, like the, the office at the end of the day already. And I'm like, uh, motherfucker, I live 45 minutes away. I'm not going to make it back in time. He's like, well, just show up tomorrow. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'll just cancel all of my classes and just show, sit here tomorrow because you guys are jerking me around. Um, and then when I got there the next day and I'm like, all right, I got some physical documents to sign. I'm not fucking with that website anymore. Here's the appointment letter that says I have these two documents uploaded. Like, all right, $40 for us to scan these physical documents. <laughs> wow uh do they sell you magical snake oil as well too nick because that's fucking bullshit so anyways i'm done with that fuck those guys i yeah i this this is gonna be worth it because i'll be able to go and see my system whenever i want over the next two years but fuck that um i didn't realize it was that <coughs> bad outside the country i mean I, I have, you know, I guess essentially a very, as a American U.S. born citizen, I guess, you know, I, I'm really spoiled doing when it comes to that kind of process. 
I, I for do most feel... for most things, it's not this bad. Uh, I think it's just uh, the uh, the British government and their visa. Like it's just about money. The more money you can pay, the 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 easier and faster and smoother it'll be. What a surprise! Capitalism at its finest. I mean, looking at my passport as a U.S. citizen, I'm allowed to enter British Columbia just as much as Canada, or not British Columbia, uh, Great Britain as much as Canada. Is that not the case with you with your passport? Not with the Indian passport. We can't go anywhere. Wow. Uh, I, I, guess, I need uh, a visa. Great Britain's yeah. still salty about India. Jeez, that's fucked up. That's why Sorry, we went back with them. No, there. that's why we went back with them when they left, and now they can't get rid of us, so it's fine. Why the you're, fuck you're do you even? Why the fuck do you think they love Indian food so much? You're welcome, the Great Britain. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying tell me you're welcome. I was like, I still got some frozen curry in the freezer for about five months. I haven't touched yet, man. It's probably got freezer burn. It's gonna be fantastic. And uh, I'm not sure if that's picking up, but I'm uh, amidst a heavy thunderstorm right now, so internet can just completely shut off at any moment. That's fine. Uh, um, I'll just carry on the show on my own. Go on. I, I, I forgot the rest of the lyrics. What was that? <laughs> that's all I know. Um, but yeah, oh, no, so that's, that's, that's that. Um, and it's really not that complicated with the other, uh, other embassies. I've done this process for other embassies myself. Like for Germany, when I visited a couple of years ago, um, I had to apply through the uh, Swiss, uh, the Swiss consulate, right? All I had to do okay. was pay the application fee, book an appointment. I just went there. They're like, "Yo, what's up?" I'm like, "Yo, what's up?" I've got some documents for you. They're like, "Yo, thanks, fam." I'm like, "No, you're you're welcome. Thank you for being so great about this." They're like, "No problem." They took it. Three days later, I got my visa. As an Indian <laughs> citizen to apply for a Japanese visit visa, it costs eight dollars for the entire thing. Eight Canadians to visit, to visit to, Japan? No, to like start the to get my visa and like do the whole process. It cost me eight Canadian dollars to take care of that process. Nick, can I say something that might be controversial? Sure. I think English people hate you, the government specifically. English people hate themselves. Look at what they're doing to their own country. That is true. That is absolutely true. Uh, I think I'm going to Brexit out of that one. <laughs> um. Anyways, moving past that, like it's just been a busy week with school. I uh, had to pull an all-nighter this week that resulted in me staying awake for about 40-ish hours. Yeah, you look yeah. great at the uh, tail end of that. Yeah, that was. Uh, I yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't see. Like I was actually seeing double at the end. Tyler, <laughs> my eyes weren't focusing. It's like, why do I have twenty six cards, Nick? You only have thirteen. <laughs> I had twenty six at some point. Yeah, um, you did. Yeah, you did actually. Um, yeah. Uh, secret to all nighters, folks. If you have to do it, don't don't do caffeine. Like, really, don't. Um, you need. You need water. You need to hydrate yourself constantly. Um, caffeine will just make you crash harder and it will slow you down after a period of time. Um, uh, but then, you know, I, I'm not a caffeine person, so I can't I can't speak on everybody's behalf. But water is more important than caffeine. I got to help participate in a 24-hour live stream on Twitch. And the gentleman's uh, method to staying awake for those 24 hours was large quantities of red bull and as it turns out when you drink red bull for 12 hours straight to try to keep awake when you go to sleep you stay asleep not like dead 
Uh, actually, there are some cases where you can drink so much uh, caffeine that when it keeps you awake uh-huh. and your body can't uh-huh. handle it, you can, you know, die. Uh, but uh, no, uh, he, he did that for 24 hours and then passed out. He, I believe he said uh, he woke up like 16 hours in and then he went back to the bed immediately uh, after like eating something for another eight hours. Like he could not stay awake after that. His body crashed so hard that it took its toll. And, you know, just uh, the syrup that comes from that kind of stuff alone will fuck you up, especially mm-hmm. your digestive mm-hmm. tract. Can you imagine the ulcer you're going to get? No, fuck that. That's well, why I drink water. Yeah, water is water is key. Um, last thing I did want to say is I, I, I've been accepted into a program that is going to extend my studies for another couple of months, but I will be finishing at the end of next summer. Um, mm. It is a program that takes. Um, it's still. It's still. I'll still be studying courses and stuff. But it's a program that showcases. Um, not showcases, but it allows us to realistically apply the skills we've learned in my faculty so far. Um, it is called Business of Design, and we'll be working in the textile industry here in Vancouver to find uh, sustainable uh, sources, like ethically sourced sustainable resources for uh, textiles for fashion here. Um, mm. Yeah, so you know, I don't, I, I really couldn't care much about fashion or textiles, but it, it seems like an interesting opportunity to learn about the industry and see how some of the skills I've picked up translate over. You would be surprised, Nick. Actually, knowing you, you wouldn't be surprised. You'd just be grateful. The things you can learn out of something that's not really even adjacent to the profession you're aiming for that will somehow give you an advantage in the long run. I think uh, it will help you a lot. Yeah, no, I'm I'm very excited, which is what I was talking to about uh, one of the ladies who's in charge of this program. Like, yeah, like uh, the the kind of transferable skills I'm I, I'd be looking to gain from this would be awesome, be interesting. But it also gives me a chance to connect with local industries, see if there's actually a fit outside some of the more tech related industries that I'd like to work with, and just make connections and uh, you know be a part of a team, or at least lead a team, which is what I want to do. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. you're gonna go big one day, Nick. Sometimes. I worry that you'll forget about me. Let's see. All the way up there. Not in heaven. I'm not pointing that far <laughs> up. Like uh, like the, the third floor of a, uh, well, 27th floor of a skyscraper. And I'm sitting there, you know, I'm just the janitor cleaning the bathroom. And you'll walk by. I'm like, I'll tip my hat and you just keep looking. Why, uh, why I'm a janitor is beyond me, though. I mean, fuck, I was a janitor for like five months i'll never do that shit i mean again. at the very Fuck least that. if i was to start my own company i'd need somebody in charge of uh, land-based logistics land land-based logistics yeah you talking about ethernet land or are we talking about like land land uh land okay nick i my only experience is terraria what, what are you trying to work with here no but you have experience w- with Keeping, like, you know how to, like, you do deliveries, land-based logistics, like, moving shit around, making things get to places. Transportation and the like between delivering, uh, receiving, and shipping product. Yeah. Logistics. Okay. Fair enough. I would be your guy. Yeah. Oh, man. If I was a fleet It just means I wouldn't have to pay, like, the big bucks for an expert. That's all I mean. I mean, if you got me, like, 20% above what I'm making now as a truck driver, I'd do it. Yeah, and then you can move the whole family to Canada, dude. Ooh. Yeah, that's a trade-off. 
Oh no! Or in a, in a it's place just here, me. in a in a place here where all of this these things aren't so great, or in a place here where there's bubble tea. There's bubble tea and also very <laughs> expensive visas. Apparently, Jesus, there's a cost, man. There's a cost. I'm pretty like, sure you show uh, the bubble like... tea, but it's like a movie where everything's blurred on the background, and then it starts to focus in, and then you see like visa prices, car insurance prices, health rates. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Sally, how's your week one, been? I'll, I'll keep one leg over the border. How about that? <laughs> I've been doing pretty good. I've been helping my wife, uh, my wife, becoming a streamer on Twitch. And it's been kind of exciting watching her. Except I haven't been really able to watch her because she does it when I'm at work. But I want to support her as best as I can. Now, Nick, when I see somebody that I love, such as you, or in this case, my wife, do something that I would, you know, I dreamed of doing. That was one of my big dreams. I, I love the idea of being a streamer. I kind of put that old hat off, you know, maybe one day I've been really wanting to get into it. But honestly, I don't know if people would be interested in watching me play Stardew at 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. But who You'd knows? Surprised. Yeah, I'd, as it turns out. And so my wife wants to become a streamer. And she's like, I've been looking up videos. I've been learning how to, you know, figure out how to do stuff on the stream labs. And I'm like, no shit. Motherfucker, I'm a professional over here. Why don't you ask me? And she's one of those, oh, I want to learn how to do it myself. I'm like, that's perfectly okay, but just let me you know, show you the stuff you can do and you decide how to you know, use it. And uh, I decided to make a couple of jumps for her after Prime Day, of course, because I support the virtual picking line mm-hmm, or picket mm-hmm. line. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And uh, so I end up getting her uh, a couple of things. Uh, the first thing over there you see, Nick, is a ring light. Right. And uh, I thought the ring light is only supposed to be like eight inches or something like that. That's uh, that's two feet for me. That's two thirds of a meter. That's a big ass light. Yeah, that's that seems standard. And uh, we were trying to figure out how the hell to actually uh, set it up behind our computer because the stand was so big. And then sitting behind my chair... Right behind my chair, you can barely see it. Well, you know, you can't see it. Oh, there it is. I have a soft light that's supposed to be smaller than the ring light, and it's bigger. It's two two feet by three feet tall. It's a professional photographer's lighting system. Right. I fucked up, Nick. I was like, hey, if I Google, what does Markiplier use for his videos, and then just get that shit, except for the camera, because that was like $2,000. I'm sorry, I love my wife. But I don't want to buy her something more expensive than her wedding ring uh, for something like that. And I get that. I thought, you know, just throw it behind the desk. Everything's going to be great. As it turns out, Markiplier must have a a buttfuck ton of space behind his computer that we don't get to see. Because that takes up a lot of space. And so uh, her and I need to talk and figure out, you know, uh, a new setup for computer area because we want to give her the space so she can stream with all this stuff. And I really want to support her on that. So we got that going on. It's been fun. I think she's having a good time teaching her how the green screen and all that stuff. That I, I just love, you know, showing her all the magic tricks that you can learn, you know, doing this kind of stuff. And this week, a lot of wild shit has been going on with the weather over here in Michigan. Uh, Bad yesterday, Russians. Did you say Russians? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Damn Chinese. Chinese. How many other 
countries do you want to alienate well, here? So What's the joke? Don't you know, Tyler? Somebody's fabricating the climate change. Yeah, it's called America, dumbass. No, that's untrue. According to a certain somebody, that is factually untrue, Tyler. You better check yourself before you wreck yourself. There are other countries responsible for the troubles that we're going through in terms of the climate. Climate change is not real. I'm sorry, but my public defender, a.k.a. Al Gore, has my back on this one. We are screwing ourselves over here. That's a that's a hard disagree. Like, most of America apparently would disagree. Well, yeah, public opinion doesn't matter here. What does public opinion matter to facts, Nick? Nothing, especially when facts don't apparently fucking matter to anybody. Or at least the people in charge. Look, when people want to get informed, they go to the news. News wants to sell the story, not the truth. Al Gore is there to give us the holy light that is knowledge. Well, that hasn't helped you. I know. I can't say that. That hasn't helped. Hasn't helped. Hasn't helped my what? No, not you. I, 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 I'm not gonna. It's a little too far. I'm not gonna say that. Is it political, Nick? Yeah. Ooh, sound the political alarm. I mean, it's all been. This has all been like just vaguely alluding to politics, anyways. But no, like that would have been like a direct mention. I'm not gonna say that. Ooh, good say. Good say. Yeah, I'm not gonna alienate our viewers, our listeners already more than more than I already have. So right now, it, I'm having a thunderstorm, which is fantastic, but yesterday, the day before we streamed, which would be Friday for us, there was a heat wave that hit all of Michigan, and it fucking sucked. How high As did it go? As it turns out... What's up? How high did it go? Let me do the no, little translation. Just hit me hit me with the, hit me with the fir- firmament height, dude. Nick, yesterday it was 37.7 degrees Celsius. Oh. It F. sucked. Uh, that uh, I'm sure you probably got hit by something like that in Florida. Like, Ugh. problem is though, for somebody like you and me, like up in Michigan, getting hit by that in the pure humidity because we live around the lakes, it is like a death wave. It, it fucking sucked. Because you know us snowbirds, we don't like negative five Fahrenheit, but we'll deal with it. We're yeah. used to the cold. We're not used to heat. Typically, unless you're near Detroit, because Detroit is like, I don't know if it's like nuclear radiation or what, but it's always 10 degrees warmer over there. So I can only imagine what Detroit got if we were 100 degrees up here in Bay City. And something magical happened, Nick. I I started my route, did two stops. You know, that 9,500 degrees was just fucking just blasting me in the face. It was horrible but i was ready for it i had all sorts of water and stuff and then i get to my third store and then it started raining because weather is fucking magic nick yeah it's so hot that it was pulling in all the fucking moisture oh someone's smart over here with their weather knowledge look at me i'm nickel i know all the weather facts Okay, Nick. But yes, you're right. And so I get there. It starts heavy downpouring. And I put my hand out in the window. And Nick, I understood what you meant by the Florida rain effect. When you have 100 degree water hitting you from 100 degree air. Hell is here. (laughs) The rapture must have come. It's like. If I step outside, I either catch on fire or I melt. I don't know which one yet. This is this is boiling water. Where, where are the frogs and the locusts at this point? Where's the plagues? Yeah, hot hot water's rough, dude. 
And this happened as soon as I started, uh, you know, when it started raining. I checked it. It was miserable. But something magical happened. I look at the temperature gauge that is on my truck because I can read the outside temperature without, you know, rolling down the window. Sitting there, you know, I, I first look, I see 98. 93. 88. 85. 80. I'm like, the, the, it, is Frozen being casted here? What the fuck's going on? It's, it's, it's cooling down. And before I know it, it's 75 degrees. Nice. I'm sticking my hand out again. I'm chilly sticking my hand out, getting hit by cold rain. It, it's a, it, it dropped almost 25 degrees. It was beautiful. Nick, yeah, that I, doesn't I, sound I, like that doesn't sound like Florida. Florida just stays hot. <laughs> just, no, <laughs> Michigan is a magical place, and yeah. it takes care of our own. Oh, my wife just came in. How's the thunderstorm out there? Ah, <laughs> uh, she's doing great, everybody. <laughs> oh, is that for me? Hey, I got a package, everybody. Live hey. on air. Tyler's gonna open a pack. No, that's a lot of tape. <laughs> Oh, and a Powerade. Man. See, Michigan is magical. Right. Actually, is that the thing where, uh, like, somebody does something and they say thank God instead of thank of the person that did it? Thank you, Amanda. Your wife is magical. Yeah, you are. You're standing at the back door because it's locked. That's weird. Do we have a lock on our door? Dog didn't want to be let out. It was raining. How do you know I got up at three? You always get up at three. Fuck. <laughs> she caught me. I've been ratted out. I put my purse in a plastic bag so it wouldn't get drenched. Okay. So my keys were inside and I'm standing in the rain. In the, the arms bag. of an angel. Hey, guys. I got, uh, frames. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Here, can you hang this up? It's they're supposed to hold my happiest memories. That's why they're empty. Uh, anyways, the rain was magical. I got through that. Helped my wife stream. She's been having a lot of fun with it, and she's actually a little frustrated because <laughs> setting it up was a nightmare for her. Uh, but I've been having a good week. But Nick, hey, video Hi. games. Yeah. This is a video game podcast, isn't it? Yeah. Sometimes I forget, but. Let's remember. Nick, what did you get to play this week? I got to play Uno. You got to play Uno? I yeah. got to play Uno, too. We yeah. played together. Yes, we did. It, it was fun, Nick, right? I hate Uno, Tyler. You hate Uno. Hate it so much. Okay. Would you mind humoring the audiences listening how you could hate Uno? I've never right. heard anybody say they hate Uno before, so this is actually flabbergasting. Alright, the actual card game itself, nobody plays by the actual rules, and I hate it. Everybody, you hate people that play by the rules? No, nobody plays by the actual rules. But we did last night, you should have loved it, right? I'm talking about the actual card game itself, like the uh, the physical card game. Okay. Nobody plays yeah. by the actual rules. There is a okay. set of rules that Uno has put out included with the card game like most other games but every single time i've played uno people play with their own made-up rules and i hate it 
Now, when you say made up rules, are you talking about like the seven zero? No, I'm talking about like stacking. Uh stacking, uh jumping. Yeah, I hate those things. I I can't like it's it's never been fun for me. I'd like so, especially when I go to like different houses and people have their own variations of the rules. I'm like, there's one set of rules. Why can't you just play with those rules? Why do we have to play with your rules? So stacking, aka I put a draw two down, you put a draw two down, it keeps going. That's stacking to you. Yes. That's actually been a rule that I've known since I was born. I'm pretty so sure that's that- not an actual rule. I Again, mean, like I said, Ubisoft made says up. otherwise, but what do I know, right? But then Ubisoft didn't make Uno. No, they just own it. The game I, rights. For I, sure, like, Hasbro owns the game. Actually, yeah, who I owns just, Uno? I just don't like the game. I mean, I do, but then I just don't like it because everybody plays with different rules and it's just stupid. Metal. And Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sorry I that you don't completely wrong too. What's up? I could be entirely wrong, too, but I'm just pretty sure that there's some things that people do that aren't actually rules. Yeah, there's a lot of house rules that get made into that kind of stuff, and I totally understand. And, uh, Nick, I'm sorry that you don't enjoy the game. I respect that if you don't want to play it again. Is there certain types of card games that you do enjoy? Yeah, have you heard of Obsessed with Success? (laughs) No, please tell me about it. I missed the side quest. Um, no, um... Like, card games, I enjoy poker. I really do. Um, like Texas Hold'em kind of poker? Yeah, or? Texas Hold'em. Just standard Texas Hold'em. Um, and there are a few other, like, I don't know the names of them, because I'm pretty sure there are a lot of, like, just general, like, you know, normal deck card games that I, I've i played across cultures, but then we all, ha- we all have different names. Um, okay. Solitaire. Do you like Solitaire? No, Solitaire, not so much. Uh, what was what Rummy. I'm thinking of? Big Two? Uh, we at least that's what me and my friends call it. I don't know what it's actually called. The fuck is big two? No, exactly. So it's kind of like you you go around and you put down, uh, um, like you'll put down a three, and then somebody will put down a four, and then you have to put you have to keep going higher. But then two is the, is the, power, the highest card, and that clears everything. But then it also goes by uh, suits have different powers too, like uh, like different uh, strength. Like there's a hierarchy there. Have you heard of Rummy? I've heard of Rummy. Uh, what about Euchre? Not heard of that. Old Maid? No. Go Fish? I'm familiar with it through, like, cartoons. Oh, okay. I mean, this is, you know, um, I guess technically American origin card game, so it makes sense that you would have your own. How about Speed? No, Speed. I used to play Speed in high school. War? No. Really? Not War? I mean, again, if if you were to sit and explain some of the rules of these games to me, I'd probably tell you that I know it by a different name, which is what I mean. Like, especially with these card games, we have we just have different names for some of them. War is purely chance. Essentially, you and one other person has a deck of cards. You draw the top when you put it down, and whichever one is higher, that player wins both those cards. And if you were to put down the same, like, value card, then you go to the war where you put more cards behind that and then see who wins the best out of three. Yeah, so, like, we know it by something else. So, actually, we didn't call it anything. We just played that. We call it peace and love. But right. America's like, war, baby! 1776! Um, like, with other games, like, I like Exploding Kittens. One of my favorite ones. Um, Monopoly Exploding Deal. Exploding Some of our... Which is what our game was based on. Um, I don't know. 
I, I can't, like, I'd be full of shit if I said that the amount of chance in Uno is is pissing off and, like, you just get screwed. You can do that with our game. You can do that with um, Exploding Kittens. You can do that with Monopoly Deal. But there's, like, built-in assurances to ensure that you can always at least do something each round. Um, but then, Uno, you just get tossed around. Like, if, if you're unlucky, you just get tossed around like you're a fucking Caesar salad. Right. Uh like the game is based off the idea that in order for you to progress there is a chance that you can you know stop another person and the idea of that you know competitive spirit uh i mean i'm just trying to think like uh how to really explain that like the idea was based off like way back in the day when it came out uh it came out in 1971 first off right and so i guess you know during that day it's like screw your friends not literally, because, you know, that's bad. You'll, you know, burn in the eyes of God. But, uh, you know, mess with your friends and have fun by being the competitively the best. Who needs to work together when you can knock back it's, your players? But it's not competitive, though. With that amount of RNG, it really isn't competitive. Because there's I, nobody's on, a f- like, even playing field. I've seen so many times, especially with the game, that it's I it's got to be mechanically weighted to where... If, like, the next player is going to go out and the game knows that, but, you know, the player before it doesn't and they don't have any cards and they have to draw, they're going to draw a draw two or a draw four. It's almost guaranteed. Like, the game is designed for you to play as long as possible. And it's frustrating that they do it that way. Because there's been so many times where it's like, just end us. But then if there's force play on and you're forced to play the card you draw, it's like, I'm sorry, buddy. I'll change it to the color you want, but you got to draw four. And it's like, you're fucked. And it's like, you got to beat the game as well as the other players. Right. Um, I, yesterday, or like our last game, how long do we play that for? Like 20, 25 minutes? Uh, the good ones, yeah. A little bit longer. Like that last one that we played, I had the chance to end it about six minutes in. Why didn't you, Nick? Because fuck that game. So... Yes. The game is bad to you, but you were... Nick, were you an asshole player? Yes. 100%. I was drawing cards when I didn't need to. So, and you say fuck Uno. I say fuck you. That's fine. I just wanted to fucking play Destiny after, like, I got off stream, but then you guys were giving me so much shit, and I'm like, fuck it, I'll play Uno. Because I'm conflicted between spending time with my friends, but also wanting to play what I want, but then they're like, no, we're playing this, but I'm like, I don't want to play that. That's fair. Okay. You were also heavily sleep-deprived at the time, so I'm sure that made things much, much worse for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I can't say... I will say, though, it's it's fun watching people play Uno. Like, the digital version. Like, I... Because I like seeing people get fucked by a game. Like, I enjoyed that. But I don't want to be in that. I don't know what to say to you, Nick. It, for somebody with such a vigorous competitive spirit that likes to get salty, this game is almost pure salt, uh, depending on how you want to play it. But again, it's it's like a BR. You can't be competitive with the BR because it's like when you land, you're like, hey, look, I found this pistol. You turn around, there's a guy with a rocket launcher there aiming right at you. You can't AKA be competitive. For a while, a, I guess. You can't be competitive with playing field. That's not even there's no assurances for you to like at least be somewhat okay in certain situations, and you just don't start off on a somewhat even like keel playing field. 
I mean, if you draw more cards, that just gives you more opportunity to draw cards that you could also dish out to other people. But then you can't do anything when you get skipped on. You can't stop anybody from jumping in and changing the uh, turn order. You can't somebody from constantly hitting the reverses and you just not going for like six or seven turns. There's just some things you can't do anything against. This reminds me of a time in Dungeons and Dragons, Nick. And this made me vow to never play while this person's the dungeon master. And I hope they're not listening because I don't want them to feel bad. But there was a point where I was in a fight. I was playing as Ustrix, no less. You know, this was the final big fight. And the dungeon master casted a spell that stunned me for 10 rounds, Nick. 10 rounds. Our battles last about 45 minutes, and they last about four rounds. Yeah. And I asked him, I was like, is there any way I can save out of this? And he's like, no, you're just stunned. And I was like, for 10 rounds? Are you sure? Because the character that you know, you're know you using here only says for one round. He's like, no, 10 rounds. And so I had to sit there, skip down to my turn for 10 rounds, doing absolutely nothing because my character was stunned. And that was so frustrating being, you know, having to sit out of a game. I'm supposed to be participating and enjoying. There's no role play to be had, you know, not doing anything for 45 minutes straight. And so maybe it's not as bad in Uno, but it still can get kind of bad. I guess I never really cared that much about whether or not I got skipped or reversed. Maybe you're too competitive, Nick. Maybe. Like, I just just don't like it. I, I, I don't like it. That's fair. Yeah. Anything else that you've been playing? Uh, I mean, you know, I played a little Overwatch. I haven't, I hadn't really played Destiny this week, so I wanted to do some of that, but didn't get around to. And I wanted to play little. I played a little bit of Littlewood, I think. Um, Littlewood, I feel like I'm. I've hit a um. What do you call it? A block like a plateau with how much mm. I can do, um, because Littlewood is a little bit more. Uh, maybe I will stream a new character one day, but a little bit is a little bit more creative um, because you can design how your town looks. Like you can set it up as high as you want. Uh, you can dirt as many river. You can have a river coursing through it, a big old pond. You you put people's houses wherever because people also when you have a new towns person and you have uh you like you go into their house, you can set up a um a diary for them. Like you can build a uh. uh uh, an item that is a diary and then they'll list down their goals on I want to be this far from this place I want to be this close to this place this is the kind of bed I want this is the kind of wallpaper I want you know and then you do those little objectives for each character and that gives you more rewards and so then you can go into like full like planning and organizing right all right this guy wants to be so far from the marketplace but he wants to be really close to the tavern but this person wants to be so close to the tavern but also this far away from the hot air balloon so how do i plan the layout for all these other buildings too while thinking about the layout of the villagers uh the townspeople houses so that's never been for me which is part of why i'd never been like into minecraft as well because it's a lot of like creation things that it's just not my thing so we'll see we'll see how much more more i can get into Lilwood. So if you had to play two hours of Uno or two hours of Minecraft, which one would you do? Uno. Really? Yeah. I honestly was expecting to say Minecraft and I would just sit there and die. Yeah, no, Uno. <laughs> just going. Well, okay. Lesser of two evils in that case. Mm-hmm. I, I respect that. At least you could hate that versus just sitting there being At bored. least Uno looks like a game. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. 
I still wish I had Minecraft, man. Uh, I've been playing... <laughs> I know. I know there's a joke there. I've been playing uh, Uno as well. Uh, we, we talked a fair length about it. I've been uh, trying to spend a little bit more time with one of my favorite streamers. Uh, his name in-game is uh, Reza, but I know him as Glenn. Uh, Glenn Houston. He is a, uh, a fun, hell of a heck of a time fellow. He loves D&D. He loves playing, you know, games you know, that I enjoy, like, for example, Stardew Valley and League of Legends and all that like. And so he's been trying to get uh, a better, like, a closer-knit community by inviting people that, you know, are hanging out with it in his channel and whatnot to play games with them. Right. And the problem is, though, whenever he's one to play Stardew Valley or something like that, I'm typically not on. But the... Uh, times that he also plays league of legend well i guess that's not true i've been able to join him on stardew valley but usually i only have like an hour or two and that's just not enough time for somebody who wants to stream for you know six or so hours and then just has somebody bail on him right and then he plays league of legends when i'm at work so i let him know it's like hey if you ever want to switch it up and play <laughs> league of legends in the afternoon before i go to work i'll play with you and he jumped on that a lot harder than I was expecting. He's like, oh, I'm trying to play ranked games. I need a support. It's like, I'll support. I don't mind being support. I won't play ranked, though. <laughs> You're not catching me anywhere near ranked. And I, I had to explain to him. It's like, I play nothing but A-Rants. All random, all mid. Uh, I don't play those uh, Summoner Rift games because they're really serious. And I just can't handle that. Because often enough, if I do a minor goof up or maybe a novice mistake... I will get flamed to hell and back. And then I'll have the meta rule book that, you know, the top 5,000 players have made right, in their right. head shoved down my throat like a giant dick. And there's no lubricant for that. And it, it, it's just very intimidating. So we started playing Narams, and I did fantastic. And he's like, wow, you're great. We're going to play tomorrow. Okay, sure. So next day. <laughs> I didn't really think about it. He's like, hey, we're playing, right? You want to play a league? And I'm like, Stardew Valley. <laughs> I see a stream and he's playing League of Legends. He's like, oh, Tyler, you're here. I'm sick of playing these people. You got to play with me. And so I play with them. And I do terrible. Nice. And it's it's like I had a great day the day before. I did terrible this day. It's just one of those days. I blame the heat wave. Yeah. And, you know. What really sucks, and this is a really concerning thing, League of Legends crashed on me twice, once on each day. And I've never had that happen before until I started playing with them. It's one of those, uh, you know, come too quickly, hey, I've never had that happen before with the lady before kind of situation. <laughs> so he did, it's like, he could believe me if he wanted to, but I have no way to prove I've never had this problem where it froze on the loading screen until I played with him. It was heartbreaking trying to explain to him, I'm sorry, I gotta restart my computer. I'm gonna start start the game without me for the you know three to five minutes. And it's like a really dickish move for somebody who's trying to stream with their friends and I'm screwing right, them over. Right. So I reinstalled League of Legends, I'm doing all the fancy stuff, I'm trying to fix whatever the hell that problem is. Had a good time hoping to play a little bit more with them. And not you know, speaking of which, I'll say it right now. We're gonna have Glenn Houston, aka Raiseth, on the stream or sorry the podcast next week yay it's gonna Whoa. yay we're gonna have a guest somebody who loves dungeons and dragons stardew valley league of legends and many many more games he's well 
a great person. I'll let him describe himself once we uh, have him hop on, but, you know, actor, podcaster, streamer, you name it. He does it with a lot of creativity and passion. And holy smokes, do I love his accent from Kansas. Mm, delicious. Yay. Anyways, beyond that, played some Stardew. I'll give you my Stardew update. I'm currently at 186 hours on Steam right now, Nick. I am in spring of year four. Okay. I've never gotten that far. I'm not, I don't think I've gotten past year two. Apparently, a lot of people have gotten that far. I'm pretty sure I might be past my wife. And so... Dangerous territory, Oh, <laughs> shit, she did and looked at me! <laughs> you heard that. Oh, she's in okay. Oh, get oh yeah, <laughs> I know. Fuck, get, Tyler. get wrecked, son. Get wrecked, husband. Uh, and so, I am. I've made a, a little bit over twenty three, twenty four million so far, and my last main goal is to get the clock. Woohoo! And it's because it's the biggest thing and the most expensive thing in the game. And so I just what does hit, the clock like, do? Uh, if I understand correctly, this, as the way my wife has described it, fences do not degrade, and every yeah, time there's yeah. a season change, uh, there won't be any of that fancy, you know, shit in the ground, like, uh, logs and rocks and whatnot. So, you'll get a clean start every time, you know, a season changes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I feel like 10 million's way too much for something like that, but it's the end-all, be-all item. Once you get that, you beat Stardew Valley. In my head. In my head. Right. And so, I am currently set up. I'm on the second day of spring. I'm in the process of making this happen. I have a farm that is large enough to hold 1,500 crops. I also have enough uh, sheds and kegs to take 800 of those and turn them into wine. And so, the uh, putting nothing but ancient fruit into spring, which grows through spring, summer, fall... It's pretty much go mode for a min-maxing, like, as much as I can without doing, you know, the most work. This is going to be a lot of money. Right. A lot of money. I'm pretty sure I'm going to get into, like, the end of summer. I'm going to get the clock, and that's going to be the end of it, because I beat the fucking game, essentially. And, uh, Amanda in the chat, aka my wife, is saying, what about the secret notes? A couple of things happened. I discovered I needed to actually encounter uh, a character named Krobus. I've talked to him plenty of times in the sewer, but you have to initiate a scene where you find him in a bush. And then he gives you a magnifying glass, and then you start collecting secret notes. So, the past two years, I could have totally talked to him this entire time to get those secret, mysterious notes started. I totally skipped out. And so, I, I've been trying to collect them, you know, throughout the time, but it's been kind of rough. Honestly, I don't know uh, how things are going to go. I still have way too much fucking uh, iridium ore and uh, bars to know what I'm going to do with them. And well, it's time to start over. It. <laughs> what the yeah. fuck did you just say? Start over with a different farm. No. Well, that's Stardew Valley. You have to experience all the different farms. If you've I got the fishing that, I, farm, I, you've got the mining farm, you've got the woods like farm. You've got ah, the that's monster. another thing I did. I uh, got the uh, Fishing Master achievement by catching all the fish. Nice. Did you catch all the legendary ones, too? Yes. Nice. uh, It gives it to you uh, if you catch all the fish, excluding the ones in the submarine during the uh, night market thing, but I caught those as well. And so I got a fancy eye patch, you know, that shows that I caught every single type of fish in the game. 
Right. So, uh, yeah, that was my also big joy. And uh, Amanda in the chat's shouting about starting a new farm multiplayer and all that stuff. Which I'd be Nick, down I'm for sure as have... soon as my semester ends. Right, because Destiny 2 will make you happy, Uno will not, and neither will start a valley with your friends. I respect that. And so that's been all the games I've been playing for this week. Is there Whoa, anything else you I like playing Stardew Valley with my friends. What do you mean? Right, right, because you've spent a single endgame day with me. I've barely touched video games this week, Tyler. I think I've put about four hours into video games this week, and those four hours were on stream. Okay. 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 I'll miss you. Alright, anyways. <laughs> uh, let's go into the modular segment, my man. You set up the mod segment for this one. Are you ready for this shit? Yes. Let's fucking do it. Apex Legend is punishing cheaters by making them face against each other. Yep. Holy shit, that's hilarious. Right, so, um, for ever since its launch, um, Apex has had a bunch of issues on the background side. Um, a lot of technical issues like going into the game files and making it so that you can't see, uh, muzzle flash. Like, you're changing the actual configuration files so that you can't see muzzle flash. There's a character called Bangalore that can put down smoke screens so you can change it so you don't see any of that smoke. Like, the game just doesn't render it for you. Um, it's actually, uh, pretty, um, uh, pretty broken. Um, and I'm pretty sure that they fixed a bunch of that. Uh, but then that also meant that there was uh, holes and cracks for uh, cheaters, uh, hackers to uh, uh, exploit by coming up with, you know, aimbot files uh, and mm. programs and whatnot. Uh, yeah, I know how it works entirely, apparently. Um, aimbot files, dude. Like, what the fuck? Of, of, yeah, of course. I know how that stuff, you know, I support the cheating and botting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I, for sure. I actually don't please don't believe that mm. Yeah, mm. before we get um you know whatever i've never bought it and cheated in a game in my life yeah okay i um, don't pokemon go what you're talking about <laughs> um so there's this site this uh, chinese streaming platform i'm pretty sure called do you um and you could usually tell who a cheater is because they'd be in your game getting all the kills and they'd be do you sorry uh i mean okay i'm saying it do you because it's d-o-y-o-u together as one word maybe it's do you do yeah I, I don't speak mandarin or cantonese so i couldn't tell you uh what okay. the uh, uh you know romanization would sound like um and then by followed by a bunch of numbers like just a random string of numbers and be like eight nine at least hmm. so and you can tell because when when somebody kills you, you can watch their kill cam, and then you just see them just snapping to targets and then not missing a single shot ever, or snapping to targets through buildings and cliff sides on the other side of the map. Um, and so this has been a real problem, especially because BR is off late, as we've talked about quite often. Um, our competitive and competitions, their tournaments. Um, so Apex has uh, respawn has decided that they're gonna make cheaters. Sp- a queue into the same lobby against each other. That's, again, hilarious. Do uh, the players actually know that this is happening? 
Well, I mean, this was a public announcement, but I don't know if there's like an in-game notification saying that they're gonna be going into the same lobby because Respawn, I believe, has been... Actually, I don't know how quick they've been, but they have been regularly banning people. Uh, finding the cheaters and banning them because they introduce a report system and they help you find them out. Because there's just some things, like, they, they go into their configuration files and they change it so that um, they can move at six times the speed. And so you'll see a person get a kill and then just cross the map in a matter of seconds. Jesus. That's... That's fucked. Oh, man. Uh, an extension to this uh, whole topic. Uh, your question is, what other smart slash silly ways could developers incorporate to fight cheaters? Now, honestly, uh, I'd rather just ban them. But at the same time, if you do that, then they know they can stop. And if it's a free game... You just make another fucking account. Right, right. Or you and, I, and you change your IP, maybe. I wrote this question because I, I saw a thread on Twitter um, uh, the other day. Like, you get a superpower, but something something ha like shitty happens um, along with that superpower. Um, and there was an example that I was reading that I cannot for the life of me remember right now. But I'm like, what would be like a cool thing to have done, but that's also really stupid? Um, because as you said, you can't just ban players, uh, especially with a game that is free, like Apex, uh, because people can just make new accounts, as many as they want. So, a short of IP banning them, what could you do? Because an IP ban can be avoided if, if a cheater is smart, uh, by using a VPN. Uh, just put them in an infinite queue. Infinite queue? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Where, uh... Does, uh, let's say, for example, in Apex Legends, is there a confirm after, like, a Q pops? No. Okay, so it just tosses you in once, uh, things get started? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was just curious. Uh, like, I imagine, like, an Apex Legend, you gotta queue up, uh, and you gotta wait for four people to join the squad at least, right? Uh, it's three. Three? Yeah. Okay. So if you so go in I, with if you if you just go in yourself it um, fills you match uh, fills you with other people. If you go in with two it fills you with one other person. If you go in with three you just go straight into the queue whenever it's ready. So what if it like like pops in somebody with a completely random name and then as soon as the second one pops somebody else just randomly leaves and it just does that until the player quits. Well, I that would that wouldn't work because it would take you. So how it, how it works is if you queue up alone, um, it'll, you'll see like sitting in the queue, sitting in the queue, waiting to find players, waiting to find players. It'll find the players and it'll take you into the character selection screen, which is then when you find out um, who you're playing with. But then by then you're in the game already. So even if they leave, you're still gonna go into the game. When's instead of hurting somebody, your shots healed them? <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> Like he's a known cheater because, all right, look, if you if you're gonna IP, let's say let's say you have a 13 year old kid, right? The whole family, like he's got brothers, sisters, parents, even play games, right? Let's say so it's a family of like eight, right? And then they all Jesus. play games. Mormons uh, or like, what? Uh, maybe, but they all play video games, right? And you have okay. this 13 year old kid who found this thread on Reddit. He's like, hey, do you want to get good at Apex Legends? Click on this link and download and install this. All you got to do is give me your mom's credit card information. Do it when she's drunk on wine at 12 a.m. Or like, sorry, at noon on a Sunday. And uh, he goes. I mean, if gets they're Mormons, no, Nick, that's not how that works. So. 
it'd no, be know. a pale ale and maybe the Amish. I'll work with you. Maybe. maybe. Actually, Amish wouldn't have internet. Shit. Okay, anyways, it's your just story a big, continues. It's just a big family. Anyways. It doesn't kid gets, fucking matter. <laughs> kid gets the kid gets the aim bud and he's like, Yeah, heck yeah, dude. I'm winning. Look at this. I'm killing all the streamers. Fuck yeah, look at all this cloud I'm getting. And then he gets IP banned. But then his father is like the biggest Apex Legends fan. He's shit, but he enjoys playing the game. And now he's his like, His father is ninja, as it turns out. Yeah. And then he's like, Why the fuck can I play this game? And he's like, Oh, dad, listen about that. You know? So it's like like an IP band would just probably serve to screw like a bunch of people around that area, like or at least in that household. Um, I've actually had a, a weird random problem where uh, I've gotten banned from phone games before I even uh, gotten to play them. Depending on where I'm using my phone, because if they banned you on based on IP, the IP is your phone service, right? And it like typically you don't have a unique phone service IP. And so if I'm in a certain area where somebody got banned for a game and I'm using my phone signal there, it'll be like, hey, you can't use this. Your IP has been banned. I'm like, what the fuck? And then I'll move 10 miles and it's like, hey, welcome to the party, baby. I'm like, right. Okay, I guess I can't play (laughs) in that one spot. Right. So having having uh, players bullets heal instead of kill, I I like that. Do you? Or like if you shoot them. It does no damage, but it makes them do more damage. So you can't see that they're going up in health, but they're just... You, you can't seem to hit them, and whenever you do, they just... They fuck you up more. So you're buffing and debuffing buffing them and debuffing yourself. Technically, yes. Yeah. Um, or or when you go to melee them, if you decide that your weapons aren't working and you don't know why, you go to melee them, you give them, like, um, a fractional upgrade. So, so like, one punch. Um, no, how do, how do I phrase this? Let's say they have white armor. In Apex, you have white, uh, blue, purple, uh, gold, right? Okay. And you need to get hit four times for you to go up one tier in armor. And so they're just sitting there whacking away. They're like, why isn't this doing anything? And then all of a sudden, his armor upgrades. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, is the game uh, third person or first person? First person. Okay. Can you go into third person? No. So if you wanted to, the developers totally totally could put like uh, a hidden note on the back that says "kick me, I'm a cheater" or something on the back, and the player would never notice, but anybody else that saw him would. Yeah. Or it could highlight. Uh, you could highlight their position on the map. <laughs> to everybody else, but they don't notice that. Yes. Oh, man, that would be hilarious. Oh, my gosh, you do that. Uh, is there mic communications between enemy players and you? No proxy chat, no. Okay, so they can't tell each other or no. tell them that, that that they're being tracked or given out. And so cheaters and would just teammates be wouldn't know kill. either. And there wouldn't be like an in-game announcement or anything. It's just everybody else except the, uh, the team with the member cheating knows where they are. And it doesn't just track him. It tracks his entire party, too. Oh, that's fucked. That, that's got to suck for the people that are going to play with them. I feel like you do that, but then it auto-blocks you from never having to play with that player ever again. Like, you just got to do it once. It's, it's just right, not fair right. to make uh, randoms play with a cheater who, to get screwed over all the time. Or right. maybe it just yeah, li- okay, uh, listens yeah, you okay. with other cheaters. Like or, you're, if, you're, or if it's no cheater, just forces you to go in solo. I mean, if by yourself just one person party yeah that would be interesting i feel like that might give it away a little bit 
Well, again, it's like, again, it's just to counteract that, sure, what if this cheater's queuing up with randoms and we don't want the randoms to get screwed in the long run and not get discouraged from playing our game? So why don't we force the cheater, like, if we know he's a cheater and he's flagged, he just goes and loads into all matches solo. Okay, he goes into all sure. matches solo. He does reduced damage because he's got that little marker turned on 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 the on the on his files on his profile. He does half damage at the very least, and everybody knows his location at all times. I feel like if you throw him solo, then then he knows he's been marked. So honestly, I'd just rather give him AIs that just throw grenades at the ground and just kill themselves instantly. So he's automatically by himself. But it looks That's like true. there are other players. Um, because what happens a lot of the times is you will have a full fire team or a full party and one of them is cheating. Um, and then the so, other two aren't. They're just like like regular, uh, you know, they're just there. They're friends of his, I guess. Hmm. Hmm. If you saw a plane by himself, I would give him just an AI that just automatically disconnects as soon as the game starts. Right, right. Um, but I think, I think Respawn did it right with at least starting something like this where they're having them queue into their own lobbies, and then I just wonder how the matches are going to be like. Because if you have everybody with perfect aim, who's going to die? Or how fast are people going to die? How fast are the matches going to be? So I'd really like to see one of these matches. Is there a currency? There is an in-game currency, yes. Every time you fire a gun, it costs them 10 of that currency. <laughs> well, again, the... It but, yeah, pays but to cheat. Yeah, but then these people don't care because they're probably playing with a fake account anyway, so they won't have any of the in-game currency. Sure. Yeah. Because sure. I like that because there's a, uh, what is it called, in Risk of Rain, uh, you have, uh, like, ultimate weapons, and one of them is called uh, the, the Payday or something, I can't remember, and the more money you have, basically the money fuels that gun. So when you get mm, to like the end game the levels, because you have you're just sitting on thousands of thousands of like uh, coins on, on, go, on gold, so you can just pop that when you don't need to buy anything and just shred everything. Mm, good deal. Yeah. Good deal. That sounds like fun. All right. Uh, honestly, I'm perfectly okay with IP banning cheaters, and if it's uh, some kid in your household that's cheating and you get IP banned and your father wants to play, father knows how to fix that. I'd like to think. But I think it's the father's responsibility at that point for letting his child play and cheat. And uh, it's up to him to, you know, correct that and make sure that doesn't happen again. But that's just a personal opinion. I respect that. You know, uh, if you want to find a more streamlined way to fix that, because <sighs> I'm just trying to think. It's like if once a person realizes that they're being screwed over, even the most minute way, they just have to make it another account if they're not focusing on the IP. Right, and that's the issue with, you know, same thing with uh, Fortnite cheaters or any any other kind of, like, game that's free and you have people just openly cheating. There's no actual consequences, because all they have to do is they get caught or banned is they just make a new account. I still think there should be, like, a paywall, like, I don't know, three to five bucks or something for Apex. Oh, so just to, like, uh, uh, deter the, the people making new accounts? That, that would make sense, but... That's not going to happen. We're in the free-to-play live service market right now. It's not going to happen. Right. Right. Or just you know, allow you one game account. Like, you got to make an Apex Legend or uh, Epic uh, account for it. And you can only have one per IP. So you force them to make a VPN and all that stuff just so they can make another account for that IP. You can play on the IP. Right. That would lock it. That would DRM your account to that given internet, though, because if you try playing it on a different computer or a different location, that would give you trouble. 
So I don't know how to feel about that. Okay, but do you want that? Or if you're EA, do you want more people, regardless of how many accounts they're making, just signing on at least once a day and boosting that population? Or at least the numbers? I'm going to say this is EA in the yeah. end. This, that is the uh, uh, Darth Sidious in the background. Because yeah. doing that 3R with the DRM method, uh, that would essentially ultimately go through Origin, and that means EA. Um, and uh, EA has done questionable things before. No, EA has never. EA is just the pinnacle of hope and justice for video games. Anything else you want to talk about with this, Nick? No, I just think it's... Um, funny it's fitting it's poetic oh yeah it's hella funny yeah. and uh poetic's a hell of a way to put it topic of the show nick this week has been kind of slow for the news week you and i scoured the internet for something interesting you know just to pick up and put on a plaque but we just couldn't find that one there's a couple of you know little news things that you know have come out there you know happy sad and all that stuff but we just couldn't find the one that defined casual no, not this week quest. and so we decided to just uh, make some more bullshit, which is our trademark quality, you know, style. Yep. And so, t- topic of the show, a podcast guest dream team, but you use video game characters. So, I guess we need to find, preferably, people that can speak. You would think. So, so just put, you know, four Pokemon at a table. <laughs> well, I mean, technically, there are some, like, Alakazam could speak. Just uh, telepathically, because Alakazam, lore-wise, is smarter than a supercomputer. Uh, he does have an IQ of 3,000, yes. Right. Um, or, um, uh, fuck, I'm blanking on names right now. Arceus? Because Arceus is a literal god. True. Uh, technically, Mewtwo does... Mewtwo does as well, technically. To the yeah. mo- you know, the movie. He's. A lot of movies with him. Uh, shit. Okay, well, let's not just focus strictly on Pokemon. So, no. Nick, do you have a list of, like, a podcast guests or a podcast dream team? Um, one person I'd like, I'm still, I'm still figuring out, like, who in general, but one person I think I would enjoy is the Master Chief. Now, he's not really a, a talkative person, so it's... I'm, I'm tr- curious to see how you uh, are hoping him to open up during this kind of thing. But he can talk, and that's the that's the key. It's, it's not that, you know, because there are characters, and for various other reasons, that they, they, they just don't speak at all. Master Chief is just a man of few words. He's more of a man of action. And so I'd like to see how that translates into... I'd like to do a... In, in, instead of a podcast, more of a, uh, 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 a live stream of him just doing some Bob Ross paintings. I think that would be quite wonderful to see him try to attempt to do that. Ask him <laughs> questions while we do it. Obviously, get no answer. Imagine big six foot seven whatever man in a giant suit of armor just standing there with a palette and a brush in his hand, painting some little trees, putting down some little bushes, a little sun, some mountains, a lake. Alright, so how many people? Three, four, two, five? Let's say three to four. Three to four, okay. So, I I, I got an idea. Okay. Of three people right now. Okay. Alright, first one, Dr. Eggman. 
Okay. Dr. Eggman has proved that he's an excellent conversationalist with a exquisite internet lingo, especially with Sonic Boom. We've talked about it before. All right. Uh, second person. Uh, Conquer. Conquer from Conquer's mm-hmm. Bad Fur Day. I, I feel like uh, he would provide the vulgarity and uh, movie quips that we'd love and need. And so we got the intelligent, nefarious, hello fellow teenagers character. We got the uh, snarty or snarky, witty character. I do like uh, color commentary, though. I feel like I'd probably pull Daxter in for the third. Daxter, Daxter from, from Jack, Jack and Daxter, like Hell from one yeah. of my favorite game series of all time. I think he would be an excellent conversationalist about video games. That would make sense. He, as an odd soul, was able to woo a what I will assume is a human female, um, putting aside the fact that their ears were long as shit. Um, so it would make sense that Daxter is quite the conversationalist. <laughs> and uh, lastly, I would say uh, Princess Zelda from Twilight Princess specifically. She's a uh, real down-the-earth, uh, l- doesn't mind, according to the memes, to talk nasty and realistically uh you know she's the kind that you know <laughs> get the lube i got the strap on kind of situation right and right. i i feel like she would do well uh with this kind of people plus i'd like to have a little diversity even though one of them is a human that is the shape of an egg the second person is a squirrel the third person is a mythical creature i forgot the name of Nick, awesome. help me out here Otzel, yeah, and then an the weasel. fourth one is a Hylian, uh, you know, half elf, half human fantasy right. style character. Right. So I think I got some diversity there. What kind of? Or, so what? So let's say you have this team. What? What kind of topics are we looking at? Like, what would um, you uh, like? And so the idea behind this was when we uh, crafted this um, was that they, they just come. They they've just come from wherever their games are based they don't know that they're video game characters they're just like they just knocked on tyler's door he's like yo we're here to record and tyler's like oh shit dude let's let's do it and so what what kind of topics would you okay so first off are they agreeing and totally willing they're knowing that they're on a podcast and they're fine with each other to some extent let's say yes okay like if Doctor, as long as Doctor Eggman's like, oh, I'm going in this house so I can take over the world, or some shit like that. If he's sitting there and he wants to talk, he wants okay, to say it's his their, bit. It's their day off, and then they have it's the, it, it's their day off from doing bad guy or good guy shit. And then they're like, they got it, they got some mythical, magical, technological mail from God knows who is like, you've been invited to be a guest on Casual Master Quest. Oh shit! No, this is pure comedy. Then I would find bullshit questions the most inane bullshit questions and then ask them and i would just i would just let the river flow because that's gonna take care of itself you you put a good question in front of eggman he's gonna start off with the most ridiculous shit and then fucking daxter and uh oh shit who was my second conquer i think they would just be jumping on that shit daxter would be giving the crazy responses Conquer would be given the wild color commentary, and then Zelda would just give the one line that just kind of right, right. screeches to the hall. <laughs> She's like, "I think I have one of those in my you know, <laughs> my sex toy library," and it's like, "What?" I think it would just take care of itself. Right, um, comedy for sure. I think I'd like to put together a super villain squad. 
I was thinking the same thing. That's yeah. why I started with Eggman, but I realized I wanted to, you know, go in a different direction. Let's hear it, though. What do you got? No, but obviously they have to be, like, you know, the the kind of supervillain I think we like. You know, a little suave, a little charismatic, kind of like a little batshit oh, crazy. But one like of those so- things where, like, as a kid, I used to like Batman, but as I grew up, I started agreeing with the Joker kind of characters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like one of those. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> cha, 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 cha. Um, hmm. This is a hard one because there's a lot of, a lot of very interesting video game villains, and I'm trying to think of. I'd like to see Dominus Gaul from Destiny Two, the big the, turd, like for the the OG villain, the big white turd. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. the OG villain. And I just have to like him sit down and be like, so, Gaul, how do you feel about this? We do not have time for such mediocrity. And I'm like, all right, cool. Just chill. Calm down. Uh, I, okay. Yeah, I just want him to yell at me. Um, who else? I was thinking of, do you ever play? Fuck, I can't remember no. his name now. Um, there is a What's villain in Ratchet and Clank. Uh, Ratchet and Clank that's got like a, uh, he's a robot. And he's got like a see-through uh, green, uh, like dome uh, skull. And Ratchet his- and Clank. The only character I know is I think Captain Quark. Captain Quark, and he turns out to be a bad guy in one of the games. And he's working with I think it's Doctor Nefarious. And Doctor Nefarious wants to turn the entire like um, universe into a uh, uh, into a robot or life forms because he's the only one. And he's like, if everybody's a robot, then I can control them. Hmm. Yes. So Doctor Nefarious, and he's. He fails all the time with all of his hijinks and Ratchet just screwing things up. And um, I would like to have Cortana from Halo. I mean, is she bad? Well, now she is, yeah. With Halo oh, 5. Is she? Yeah, yeah. She's she's turned all the AIs against the humans. And she's about okay. to wipe out the entire fucking universe. And they want me to have her on you know, my Windows 10. Fuck that shit. <laughs> is she, at least she'd be able to find out all the viruses and all your porn and then make sure to help you sort them out, I guess. No, she would have more of it and tell me I must do what she <laughs> says. Otherwise, she's going to reveal all the, uh, you know, my history, uh, my internet browsing history to the my Twitter feed or some shit like that. Yeah, we don't want that. Um and no, no, because so like no, Cortana, even even as a even as a you know even as a sidekick, she'd always had a uh, good sense of humor. Doctor Nefarious um, is is a stupid piece of shit, but at least he's he, he makes funny jokes sometimes. And Dominus Gaul is just there as the overbearing commander. And I'd like to get them in the room and then have them plan out a wedding, like on air on an episode. I'd like to have them plan out a wedding because these are people who are masterminds of organizing various coups and things on such a grand level, I'd like to see them plan something delicate. Huh. Ghoul slash... I just knew him as Gaul. Uh, (laughs) Ghoul. Is it Ghoul or Gaul? It's Gaul, but then we know a Ghoul. Oh. (laughs) Wait, who's Ghoul? Brandon. Oh... Oh, okay. Okay, that's fine. No, I, I was not thinking making that connection. Uh, okay, Gaul. Yeah. Dr. Nefarious and Cortana doing a wedding planning. Yes. 
Huh. Do you want to enact that sometime? Because I'm having a, a very <laughs> hard time figuring out how that would go. Paint me a picture here, Nick. Well, you, you'd probably have Gaul sitting there making sure that everything's like organized and efficient. Right? Everything's like laid out properly. Layouts are drawn. There's like a very like specific menu for a specific reason. Then you have Cortano who's kind of like trying to fight with him and just trying to reason him and trying to relax. And, I you know, imagine Gaul taking the dimmer and just changing it up and around. He's like, I control the light. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, just It'd pick be- a mood. We need a good moody setting. I control the light. It'd be the actual wedding or like right before the door is open and you have a random volunteer just standing changing the light. Oh, it's a little too bright here. Turns it down. Gaul comes and bitch slaps him out of the way. I control the light. Uh, (laughs) Look, I thought it was funny. No, no, it's funny. Uh, and then you have Cortana. Cortana, like, uh, lore-wise and in the game, she's based off an actual uh, person, her creator. Uh, you know, used her to imprint herself and make Cortana. So I would imagine she'd be... Not, and this, I'm not saying feminine, but, like, she'd be the voice of reason because she's a little bit more hum- hum- humanic, hum- humanic, humanistic. Humane? Uh, a little bit more human. Humane, yeah. Uh, has some of the more those personality features. So she'd be able to like, listen, you can't just have everybody show up promptly at six, march in single file, and go into their assigned seating, and they're standing in line according to where their seats are. That's just an Why unrealistic... Why the hell not? <laughs> that's an unrealistic expectation. And so okay, I'd argue so... that they're sitting there arguing about that. When you have a team of an alien from the Cabal, yeah, a robotic being and then a AI and your argument is you want one of them to be the most humane because there's no there's some human traces in you know maybe some of these people but they're none of them are human Nick no but I'm saying that but that's Cortana's character yeah I guess is it a human wedding it, okay, well I say humane in the sense of like Again, going to the example, you can't expect everybody to show up at like 6 p.m. promptly, standing in line, wa- walking in single file, standing in line according to where they're going to be seating. And then, you know, Meanwhile, it's, the cabal are like escorting <laughs> pairs of people down the aisles. Yeah. So like, that's why like she's going to like, you know, you can't she's going to bring some looseness to the rigidity of the structure that uh, that Gaul is going to implement. And then Dr. Nefarious, it's been a while since I've um, uh, played the, the DJ. game. That would actually be fucking sick. That's a good idea. He's in charge of the music. And then he's like, don't worry, I'll design all of the systems, everything, all the text, all going to be good. And then it's just this crazy, gaudy looking, like, um, you know, uh, what's the word? What's that word where uh, steampunk, steampunk style looking technology. I was going to say uh, wub dub. Because in the games, even he's he's aided by his um, um, butler. All the time. And his butler's name was Lawrence. Um, so it'd just be Nefarious and Lawrence just trying to act shit out and there's just failing constantly throughout the day. Hmm. Hmm. Sorry, I was just looking at a picture of uh, Dr. Nefarious to see what he looks like. Yeah, he uh, he definitely looks nefarious. And yeah. I, I feel like he, he could control the base like a motherfucker. Yep. He'd just plug it in right into his brain and he'd just be walking around the entire wedding. He's like, oh, you oh, like geez. the music? Don't worry about it. I'll change it. You, you want something new? All right. Got it. 
I'm taking requests. But only <laughs> if you have good taste. Good taste! Yeah, and I, I think it's I think it's in our nature for both of us to devolve into something more comedic-based, and I'd like to see, like, you know, uh, quote-unquote supervillains uh, uh, with uh, plus Cortana, uh, who is a villain, but also because she sees herself as saving humanity. Um, I'd like to see them plan something like a wedding. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. I think that is a good way to put the ending touch to the topic. Nice. It was good. I liked it. That was fun. And if you would like to pitch us, because we we are about ideas, especially from uh, people that listen to us. If you got an idea, what would be your dream team for a podcast team and what they would be talking about? Please hit us up at MasterQuestPod or, you know, just send shout it at the void. My favorite dream team of video game characters for this kind of podcast is this. Uh, we'd love to hear something like that. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'd like to see what people come up with, um, because there'd be an interesting clash of ideas and clash of personalities. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, technically Deadpool is a video game character, so I just imagine somebody saying four Deadpools just talking to each other. That would be, um, interesting. But the the problem is, okay, so it's not like, so the problem there is that Deadpool is not, um is not an alpha when he's with himself, I would imagine. Because Deadpool is Deadpool. He knows that if there's going to be multiple of him, he knows that he can mess around, and not all of them know they're going to mess around, and they don't have to worry about competing who's going to be in charge of that group. Right. I, I think they would just turn into a circus performance at that point. I think yeah, they would have so, so much Or it'd be like an actual stuff. conversation. It wouldn't be like chaos, or maybe it would be chaos, but then they'd be putting it, uh, like they'd be creating chaos on purpose. It's like two of them are having a conversation, and the third one's like, what are you doing? And then you go to the fourth, and the fourth is making like a, a domino stacker on the table or something like that. And he's like, right, what? Right. And then like uh, when all the dominoes fall, uh, it spells out fuck you, and everybody laughs. <laughs> exactly. And that seems like, that that would be funny, actually, I think. I'd listen to a podcast with four Ryan Reynolds whispering in my ear. What? Ooh. Ooh. But not the video game. I don't think, uh, no, it'd be Nolan North. In the video if you game? Wanted, uh, yeah, when Deadpool was in his uh, video game by, uh, I think, Blue Moon, he was voice acted by Nolan North. Nolan okay, North is that, a man of many, many talents. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I agree. Wow. And So, I mean, I, I agree. I, I, honestly, I'd like to see what Nolan North versus Ryan Reynolds on Deadpool, like, if they were both to talk separately, what would it be like? I think I might... Nolan North is for sure the cartoonish version of uh, Deadpool, but Ryan Reynolds gives that more serious feel with a real-life action version of Deadpool. Like, I think they both do the job right for their given Deadpools. And I'd like to see... What's up? No, I'm going to say it makes sense also because uh, Nolan North... Um... He's the voice for the ghost in Destiny 2, and he replaced uh, Nathan Fillion for Cade 6, so. Nathan Fillion? I thought he uh, replaced the guy that was from uh, Game of Thrones. So, yeah, so, but then at the end of, um, uh, for- in Forsaken, Cade 6 wasn't Nathan Fillion. Oh, Cade 6. I thought yeah. you were talking about uh, the ghost. Yeah, well, so yeah, he's he's still the voice of the ghost, but in K- if Kate Six was uh, replaced by Nolan North for the entire Forsaken campaign. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. 
And he did oh, a damn sure. good job uh, and, at replacing and, and Nathan Peter Fillion Dinklage too. Peter Dinklage was the person I was talking about. Yeah, Sorry, Peter Dinklage. Bro. Yeah, that was from. Um, Oh, fuck, Way back dude! In I don't. Day. Yeah, I don't know. How, I think he was just there for the first two years, and they they couldn't. I guess they couldn't afford to keep him on much longer because I really miss Dinklebot, and a lot of people don't because he didn't have as much um, intonation yeah. and you know fluctuation in his voice. It was very much like monotonous, kind of like robotic. But I really enjoyed that. Hmm. Okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. So, anyways, like I said, puts a nice finishing touch on the topic. Uh, <laughs> Deadpool had to finish it up here. Uh, Nick, uh, do you want to do game releases or this day in gaming? Um, I I, I don't know any of the, either of those games in this day in gaming. Okay, fair enough. Then go ahead and take away the game releases. All right, so I, I just want to double check whether this is a new game or not, but we've got Beyond Two Souls coming out is, on PC July 22nd. It's definitely not a new game. It's, it's not a new game, the, right? Yeah. It, I'm going to say that's a David Cage game. Um, Sorry, this... Uh, Okay, I was thinking of something else then. Yes, this is a David Cage game. Also, this came out yesterday for people listening on... No. Tell our episodes come out on Mondays, right? Yes, which is okay. the 22nd, so it would be yeah. today. Okay. Yes. Um, this just came out. Beyond Do you smell toast, got, Nick? No, I just got purple? really confused. Are you okay? I wasn't. Is I, there I counted almond? days wrong. No, I'm okay. Are you drinking okay. almond tea? Because you got to watch no. out for the almond. That's cyanide. No, 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 I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. okay. Um, Beyond Two Souls, July 22nd, came, comes out on PC. I'm pretty sure uh, this is coming out on Steam, maybe. Uh, I, I'm, I'm only going on this because there's a lot of, um, like Heavy Rain or, yeah, Heavy Rain just came out on, um, the Epic Store. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Or, then, or it's uh, going to come out in the Epic Store. Um, so like, I, I think Epic's, uh, like taken over the market by Swarm, really like working with a lot of devs and coming up with exclusives. Uh, so fun fact, I just, uh, wanted to put those out here. Beyond Two Souls uh, PC demo is actually, it came out on the Epic Game Store, so when it's coming out, I'm assuming it's going to be coming out for okay. Epic. Okay, I, yeah, so it's going to be on the Epic Store. Um, then we've got Raiden 5 Director's Cut, July 25th on the Nintendo Switch. And I also want to point out that uh, Beyond Two Souls came out in 2013 for the PlayStation 3, and then it got re-released, uh, and also was free for a little bit on uh, PS Plus around the same time Detroit Become Human, or Become Human. Uh, for the PlayStation 4. So, uh, yeah, it's a six-year-old game that's right. getting a re-release. Anyways, um, you are saying! Yeah, yeah. Raiden, Raiden 5 Director's Cut is uh, a uh, port to the Switch. It's a game that came out in 2016. It's a shoot-em-up game in the Raiden series. That's what Google's I, telling me. I've never heard of it, yeah. so... Um, we've got Fire Emblem Three Houses coming out Holy on the shit. Switch on July 26th. Is that's this a coming new game? Or a this week? This is a new-ass game. This is the okay. newest game in the Fire Emblem series. Yes, then, and, according to the internet, this is coming out this week, Tyler. Uh, this is the first time a uh, Fire Emblem game has... Beside, unless you count Fire Emblem Warriors. Like, you know, like the Warrior series. Oh, uh, which I don't. Uh, this is the first time it's come out for a console since the Nintendo Wii. And okay. it was, like, very early in the Wii. Like, it's been, like, eight... 
seven, eight years since, uh, you know, this came out for the console. And so a Fire Emblem game coming out for the Switch, that's a pretty big thing. I'm scared because I don't know if that's just one game or if they're going to split it apart like another time they did it for the 3DS. Uh, Birthright versus Conquest, and then there was the optional third uh, DLC pack if you did the other two, I believe, which was right. a horrible idea. <laughs> it was fucked up. But, uh, yes, I'm hoping it... This is something to get excited for. Nick, this is... If you liked... I don't know how to describe it. This, I mean, it's essentially like a, if you're the play D&D, except it's combat only all the time with okay. cutscenes for you. And okay. I, I, I love the shit out of it. The style is great. Maybe it's time to give uh, Fire Emblem game a try. Um, but yes, uh, two more games on the list. We've got Kill La Kill If coming if. out July 26th. Uh, PS4, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Um, no it is the, a fighting game and seems to be you know one of those fighting games like Jump Force just translating straight from the anime. Um, you know. Yes. There is... I wish there was a fighting game for this one series, I think it would be great. Which one? I think it would be fun to have a fighting game se- uh, for the Kingdom Hearts series. What, There's Kingdom Hearts 3 wasn't enough for you? You well, want I'm more now? Like, what about 3.1? Like a- <laughs> 3.2 HD remake. That's the DLC 3. that's coming 9 out in about XD. four months. XD. Oh, yeah, boy, because you mean? know it's serious shit then when they put the XD at the end. <sighs> okay, Nick... <laughs> there's a lot of characters that I think a Dragon Ball Z Budokai fighting style game between the two of them would be right. fun that makes sense no uh, yeah no that makes sense for a game with uh, as vast a series like uh, Kingdom Hearts or even like uh, Final Fantasy with all the different characters that they have right and Final Fantasy does have a like uh, protect like it's called uh, Final Fantasy Dissidia it's had okay. quite a bit of series for the PSP and Vita where the heroes and villains of Final Fantasy games so, you know you can play and fight against each other and it's fun some extent, except the fact I never got to play it because anytime they were out, I didn't have this console. And right. I, I have one on the wall. Please don't actually send it to me for the love of God. <laughs> I don't want to play it. Right. I don't want to play the Vita. You'll just pin it, pin it to the wall again. I'll, I'll just <laughs> a little duct tape it right above it. Right. Um, and the last game on this list, which is another big game for this week, actually, Wolfenstein Youngblood. Comes out July 26th as well. PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Nintendo Switch. This is the newest entry into their series. And I'm pretty sure this is the one where you play as the the women hackers. Um, or the one hacker. And it's... Yeah. It's a Wolfenstein I, I, game. I do believe it has both uh, female protagonists. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So this uh, seemed pretty exciting when they showcased more of it at E3. But yeah, this is finally out. Um, Tyler. If I may ask a question. Yeah. Have you ever played a Wolfenstein game? No, I have not. I haven't either, and I honestly have been wanting to make the jump on something like that. So, I wonder if, uh... If Youngblood's the time for it? Yeah, do you think, uh, Wolfenstein, like, Youngblood, can you jump in on something like that? Or do you think this is the kind of game where you'd have to start from the beginning? Not Uh, from the very beginning, because they go back way back. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Wolfenstein Youngblood is telling a new story set in the same universe. So you might need to have played the other ones or know the story from the other ones to understand um, or pick up on a few things. But I'm pretty sure this is a spin-off, essentially. Like when they did um, they did the spin-off with the uh, other protagonist for the Nathan Drake series, right? Um, or is that a main game? I, I, I can't remember. Uh, you're talking about Lost Legacy? Yes, yes. 
Uh, that was technically almost a complete spinoff. I mean, you would have to play the other games to understand why these female characters are important. But other than that, right, you right. know, it's completely separate storyline. Yeah, so it, I, I would imagine it's something like that. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, because fair these enough. are new characters that they've introduced. And it is also a co-op. Man, last Legacy was... Wait, what? Yeah, Youngblood's a co-op. Ooh. Nick. Hi. Come talk to me after is... August 2nd. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll remember that. Tyler will yeah. remember that. Plus, uh, so hopefully it'll, it'll be like half off at that point. I'm just kidding. Let it be a great <laughs> game because I don't want it to be half off. Anyways, uh, this game... Uh, <laughs> this gay and daming, dude. Yep, this gay and daming. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Matt Damon. Uh, for some reason, I just had that stuck in my head. Uh, anyways, this day in gaming for July twenty uh, second for the you know the day the podcast comes out. I found two uh, two games. One is Starbound, which came out on PC this day in two thousand sixteen. So Starbound, which is the uh, by the company that made Terraria. This is their uh, lead-up game. Uh, it's now three years old, so happy birthday to Starbound. I'm sorry that you weren't the best game. Uh, you know, I cheered you on. Uh, and then the other one I could find was uh, Goof Troop, which came out for the SNES or the Famicom in this case because it came out in Japan this day in 1994, which makes this game 25 years old. Holy smokes, Goof Troop is 25 years fucking old. That's an old-ass game, Nick. Yeah, I'm just looking it up. That's... That's a that's a long time ago. Yeah. What year were you born, Nick? 93? 95. No. Goof Troop is older than you? Yeah. Hello, darkness, my old friend. You're fucking old as shit again. Time to collect your social security. Your wife's a year older than me. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Don't say that too loud. Yeah. All right. Anyways, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at two times Tyler. All letters, all one word. Nick, where can we find you? Ah, this is going to be you, a challenge. Yes, this is an updated version. Yes. Um, you can find me on Twitch and Instagram at LR11. But on Twitter, I am LRD11. So L-R-T-H-E-E-L-E-V-E-N. That's where you can that's find a, me on Twitter. That's a, a, a lot of a lot of different words. So is Oh, no, that wait. Like no, I'm pretty sure it's different. I'm pretty sure it's LRD11th. So I, even I don't remember it now. Uh, yes, it's LRD11th. Follow us on Twitter at MasterQuestPod because I apparently need to update the uh, the information on that now because I'm pretty sure it's just tagging some non-existent character on Twitter. And uh, we'll make sure to get you the good stuff. And that is at MasterQuestPod. You can also email us at CasualMasterQuest at gmail.com or you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for CasualMasterQuest. Yep. Oh, excuse me. Blessing. That was a fun episode, Nick. That was fun. Nice and laid back, a little funny, a little chill, a little mm. bullshitty. Mm. Mm. Sounds like us. Mm. Mm. Alright, Nick. I think that's it. Let's wrap up the show. Let's play some Splatoon because Splatoon is happening this weekend. Chaos vs. Order. The, the final fucking one. Holy yeah. shit. And then next week we got the guest, Glenn Houston, coming onto the show. It's going to be a fun time. Thank you guys. See you next week. And don't forget the never stop the grind.
the podcast titled casual master quest was paid for and produced by the wonderful talent revelries music you can find more of their work at soundcloud.com forward slash revelries music or just click on the link in the show descriptions the background music is the album top 50 best classical piano music by brilliant classics you can find out more about creative commons at www.creativecommons.org forward slash license forward slash by forward slash 4.0